Welcome back to the Schooner Pod. It's been a while, but we're here together in person. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, we got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee. Guys, it's exciting to be back. And this week, obviously, a lot's happened. You know, a lot's happened since we've been gone. So let's talk about the most important thing. Uh, we got the Porter Moser top dog picture. It was wonderful. Uh, Ty, we, we were going to talk the entire podcast about the Porter Moser, Moser top dog. What, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's important because top dog is so important to our program. Uh, it's a it's a good sign that he you know had they hit it off right away because otherwise I think it would be maybe a bad sign. So it's good that someone got a photograph of their first interaction and posted it, preferably from multiple angles. Exactly, yeah. We, we got great angles of it. Uh, also got uh, that with the women's basketball coach. Okay, we're obviously... One sec, I gotta say one thing. Porter Moser is a horrible hire unless he can get one of the Schrute cousins from Eastern Washington. <laughs> oh, no. And if he, if he doesn't get the Eastern Washington Schrute cousin guy, I haven't seen if he's announced yet, but he put us in the top four, along yeah. with, like, what was it, Portland? Te- and Portland, Texas, and someone else. If we don't land him and his little brother, you know, we're screwed. We, yeah, so. I, I agree. We, we He is a master of getting weird centers, and I would love to see it. But for real, let's talk about... Uh, you know what really has kind of happened this week. Obviously, a lot's happened since then, and we will cover it. Uh, but uh, we're leading off with the most, the, the biggest story. Uh, allegedly, uh, a couple of players were involved in an armed robbery plot or something. Um, and allegedly, those players are uh, Trey Young Bridges, uh, potentially Seth McGowan has been brought up. We have uh, you know read some of the excellent transcript work done by Sooner Scoop. Um, but really this, more than anything, this is just another awful incident of, uh, OU players acting out in the off season, doing weird stuff. Uh, Jameson, what, what, what happened here? I have no idea. So they originally released it like it was like on the 3600 block of class and I look it up and what do you know? That's the CBD shop next to family, um, family video and pizza shop. And I was like, Oh no, Trajan, what have you gotten yourself into? You're robbing a CBD, but it actually... It was at the apartments across the street. Crimson and I was like, Park. Yeah, Crimson, Crimson Park. Park. And I was like, okay, great. You know, Trajan Bridges, maybe he's not relapsing into stealing weed. Read the report. What do you know? He stole weed, some designer shoes, and a allegedly. camera, allegedly, from them. Armed robbery. So, Ty, uh, Ty, 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 I'm sure you have a plenty of yeah, opinions Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's like, one, I told you guys so. Not... <laughs> The, uh, an armed robbery involving pistol whipping someone and stealing their camera uh, would occur. But I told you guys that none of those receivers are any good. Uh, which, again, I don't... <laughs> like Bridges, who was only known for assaulting people on the field uh, as a defensive player, <laughs> is now going to be playing defensive in the courtroom uh, for assaulting people off the field. And my super cold Marcus Major RB1 take, unfortunately, might be coming true, also due to legal reasons. Oh, God. Uh, Which, you know, we were joking about Lincoln Riley talking about Marcus Major getting more reps uh, about a month ago, and I think maybe he just knew something. RB4 (laughs) Marcus Major is working his way up. He's framing everyone in front of him to to work his way up, I guess. He's just a mastermind, just trying to take take him off one by one, but... um, Obviously, yeah. Ty, the, the first thing I heard when when I heard Trey John was involved, the first thing I thought about was you, and you know your uh, dislike for that wide receiver class. And I think I think more than anything, it's it's focused around Bridges. You just well, yeah. Never... And I mean, I don't want to throw stones, you know, and I don't want to self-incriminate, but who hasn't committed crimes at Crimson Park? That's true. Uh, <laughs> that is true. I feel like every single I'm, time there's some kind of like I'm crime. You get like on your phone in Norman, you're like, crime at Crimson Park. You're like, oh, what do you yeah. know? Where did Parrish Cobb do his stuff? I'm I sure. think it was around Classen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just assume it was Crimson Park as well. <laughs> I think it might have been Crimson Park. I'm not kidding. Because I, that's whenever I saw Crimson Park, I was like, Parrish Cobb came to my brain. I don't know if that was just neurons interconnecting there, but yeah. there's something wrong with Crimson Park. Well, I, it's just it's just the hub of all crimes being involved in Norman. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's Also, should... he was also an armed robbery. Oh, come on. We'll find it. We'll find it. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just very, you know, it's unfortunate. 
because Trajan Bridges is starting to get some hype in the offseason, you know, according to people. But, you know, every single spring it comes around, they're like, oh, this guy's doing well. Oh, we're really excited to see this guy. You don't hear a bad thing about anybody. Every yeah. single report that comes out in an interview or sources, it's only positive. So, you know, this sucks, but we <laughs> have plenty of other wide receivers to, you know, do well. And we did all of that last year without Trajan Bridges, so we have the capacity. Yeah, I mean, we, we got, you know, Mims, who's just been incredible last year. And then adding folks like, you know, Mario Williams. Um, uh, obviously, Jaden Hazelwood is back and healthy. So, you know, we're, 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 not, we're not doomed without Bridges, but it, yeah. it still sucks. Yeah, I need to, I need to add something. Um, so, um, like we've got a wooden table in, in front of us that I'm knocking on. I'm not going to jinx anything. I'm just going to read the definition of something. Okay. So, I think everyone should be aware of the Fulmer Cup, sort of a, a joking off-season award that's awarded to the team... Uh, with generally the most crimes committed in the off season, uh, yes. there's a point system that weights, you know, the more severe crimes uh, over over the more minor things like, you know, popping on a a, a drug test or something. Um, so the former cup uh, OU is in the running, um, but very importantly, there is the rarest former cup uh, available. There's there's sort of there's sort of certain levels to it. And the one that I want to, to tell everyone about is something called the Switzer Sweep, named after Barry Switzer, uh, of course, in his OU teams. And the Switzer Sweep is when your team gets the Fulmer Cup in the offseason, uh, so, you know, the most crimes on, on the score, of course. and then proceeds to win the national championship. Now, I'm not jinxing anything, but this could be the first one that we've seen since OU was doing it in the 80s. The oh Switzer sweep were in the running. So. And that's what you call a positive mental attitude yeah. right there. That is just going <laughs> out there. Whenever you have adversity, you try to find the positive in it. Exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, winning the preseason in IT or something, but with crimes. And there you go. That's how you get a good start. Um, it, aside from the fact that it's just really bad and a bad look for OU, it's been annoying having... Uh, other fan bases bring up, you know, like, oh, look at all the crimes OU's doing. But also, I, I don't really care. So It's just because we have a platform, and I'm sure that, you know, you can go around to most colleges, and they're going to have something pop up, whether that be, you know, okay, OU just got a, bad, a lot of bad rap because Spencer Jones and how he just got absolutely destroyed at the bar, and that went full national on Old Row. So we're already kind of a little bit in the spotlight when it comes down to just getting your, like, you know, your ass beat. Yeah, uh, on the national stage, and then Trajan Bridges comes in and just throws a little bit of salt in this wound. So, so yeah, we're we're yeah. probably we're I'm probably getting close to that lead right now. Here's yeah. here's a potential talking point. Um, it, if we see, you know, we've yet to see how uh, OU and, and Lincoln Riley are going to react to to this. Obviously, you know, we're very early in this sort of being news, and uh, not that they were trying to cover it up, but they were definitely trying not to make a big deal out of it. Uh, is there a potential, because we've seen some, you know, Bob Stoops was kind of known for it as well, but we've seen some almost things that maybe should have been punished that weren't, or just lack of punishments. Is there a potential for a Lincoln-Riley soft on crime or not good at discipline storyline arising here uh, when we, you know, events events are going to happen. Uh, that's just the nature of, of college sports, but uh, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, you know how things are are, are being handled and, and talking points that may arise uh, with with Riley's handling of them. Yeah, I mean this is definitely his first um, chance to really do anything. We'll see where it goes. We obviously don't know the facts. Uh, we have preliminary preliminary reports and everything, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know. We don't really have a huge track record of Lincoln as a disciplinarian, so we don't know where it's going to go. Obviously, it's. Um, if it is true and it is as damning as it looks, uh, he'll be that's in jail. Bad. He'll be in, he jail. be in jail. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like we're talking about what is Link going to do? It probably won't have to do anything because you know if he armed robbery and pistol whipped somebody, I think that he's not going to be just released he, out to the public. He's going to be thrown in jail for that. Yeah. Like you can just because you're an athlete doesn't mean like all right, we're going to ask the head coach what you're going to do. Okay, we're going to make you. <laughs> we're going to so Trajan Bridges. That was pretty bad. So that means we're going to run bleachers for the next yeah. two weeks. 
No, that's not how it works. He's going to jail. Seth McGowan, you know, we heard about him coming into college. It's this high work ethic, you know, always in the weight room, tries harder than everyone else, first guy in, last guy out kind of guy. And hearing his name here is really surprising to me. I don't know much about him personally other than that. So I was like, I thought this guy was a really high character guy. So, you know, maybe he can kind of get a free pass. We don't know how he was kind of related in this crime. Everything was centered around Trajan and how they went to his car and everything. And um, I, I don't, I think that Seth would get a free pass, but, you know, Trajan's legitimate. Like, this is going to be a big deal. And we don't know when his court date's going to be and everything. Like, this is something serious. Yeah, this is, this is some serious stuff. It's, uh, Really bad, really bad. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. I, I think I had heard at some point in the mix-up that maybe Trajan was the guy who got pistol whipped, but I don't think that's true. I don't think so. Doesn't nah. even make sense. I don't know how that would have happened. So he brought – so it was an armed robbery, and then he gets pistol whipped? I don't know how it makes any sense. And then sense. they impounded his car and – was not a very good arm. No. Who's his firearm gets pistol with his own gun? I really uh. enjoyed the screenshot that I sent y'all. Where like, like what else got stolen? They're like, like they said, okay, some marijuana gets stolen. They're like, did he know the flavor of the marijuana that was stolen or anything about it? Packaging, etc. And it, it's called comfortably numb. And then the officer found some Oakland Hufferpuff in, in Trajan's car. <laughs> oh my god. So, so what a mess. yeah, there's, just, there's a lot there. I just uh, imagine throwing all that away for some shoes, weed, and a camera. It's so dumb. Well, the I, camera, I the camera, maybe if I, you know, because people don't really have cameras anymore. Maybe the person had like a ring doorbell or something, and they thought <laughs> they were gonna. Even though that all goes to the cloud, like you never know. So they may have been like, "Oh, we gotta hide I'm the, evidence. the evidence." Yeah. <laughs> oh god. What like I don't think someone. If someone was just, like, had a video camera, like a, you know, a cassette camera or something, like, they probably should be robbed. I bet you it was just a nice, you know, like, you know, would you take photos or like a d- Yeah, maybe they were going to start their their YouTube career or something. Uh, yeah, just for the stolen camera. Or so, maybe they stole just the camera out of a laptop. Maybe, just they fried it open. Just like how people used to steal radios <laughs> out of cars. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I got to ask, uh, where does this rank all time on uh, dumb OU, like, um, I, I guess, crimes that have been done over the years. Like, uh, just just off the top of your head, this has to be, like, kind of a Mount Rushmore top four level. Because uh, you got to put Charles Thompson number one for, yeah. you know, being your head coach and – sorry, not head coach, uh, your quarterback and, you know, selling cocaine. That's pretty yeah, bad. That's, that's... I, I come to mind of methamphetamines and honeycut. Well, he was graduating by then. We can't blame Honeycutt for doing... He can do whatever he wants after he's gone. And fortunately, that was uh, meth at Diamond Dogs, which is... Yes, yes. Uh, I just good. assumed it was just Campus Corner. We can, we can Baker's, throw that in there. Baker's scramble from Fayetteville PD is, is definitely a Mount Rushmore it's, moment. It's, so it, it's dumb, and it looks bad. But I don't know if it's necessarily like... The, the, the severity of the crime of just scrambling away because you're hammered. Oh, if we're just doing but severity, yeah. it's, it's, it's you gotta you gotta balance the severity with the hilariously dumbness of it all. And uh, I would say like it's not a crime per se, but uh, Rhett Bomar, pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, every single guy you assaulted or got assaulted at a bar, every single DUI coming back from Campus Corner, that happens every single year. That's the you know same old, same old. Yeah. You know Jalen Redmond's DUI. Throw that in the trash. Like it happens almost every other year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had two rum and cokes from yeah. uh, Ocons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, because you have to balance out like the severity. Like Joe Mixon, pretty severe. Yeah, that, also not funny though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was. That's what yeah. I'm kind of keeping quiet. Is it, you know, if you want to do severity, obviously there's a a whole host of, of assaults and, and you know things yeah, like that yeah. that we don't want to make fun. light of. And that's why I went sort of the Baker. You know, because yeah. it's a, a victimless, like, he was the only one that got hurt. It became a, a great, you know, storyline that he was could recover from, and everyone kind of remembers it type thing. 80s OU, where they were firing guns off yeah, the top of the... Yeah, shotguns off the top of the dorms and never getting arrested for it. I, that would also probably good. be on my Mount Rushmore. Much greater and simpler times back yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a victimless crime, right? There's no victim Unless there that we're say. making light of. And, this you isn't know, it's Family just, Guy, where you shoot a gun and then they, like... <laughs> it's a Blue Mountain State, yeah. Yeah, that th- those '80s days were, uh, I mean, just totally different. But anything we want to say on uh, this before we? I think we kind of covered it pretty good. Uh, anything you want to say before we bounce on? 
now. Yeah, no, we're we're good. So, um, in addition to that, it's a lot. A lot has happened since our last pod. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up. Uh, we we have a lot of great players to uh, be seen in the spring game. A lot of great defensive players. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Buki Radley Hiles no longer won. Uh, he's transferred to Washington, um, and yeah, it's uh, he's a guy who is a really good uh, teammate apparently. But uh, obviously, we, we on this pod have had our problems with Buki in the past. Um, but I wish him good luck for sure. So, Jake, yeah. some thoughts on Buki's transfer? It's gonna, it's gonna hurt, you know, you know, our recruiting because he was a celebrity and he did a lot for like touring kids around and they take pictures with them and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, on the field, Jeremiah Cordell stepping into that position, there's a lot of times where he came in these past two years and we're like, I just feel like he could do better. Um, I, I feel like that this was a highly recruited guy and he just seems like very average. But what it seems like the reports are is that now that Buki is out, Cradell's confidence has gone up, and that's that extra boost that's made him into actually being a productive player. And then at the backup at Nickelback, we have Billy Bowman, you know, who is still taking high school classes. He's concurrently enrolled in high school and college courses and doing spring football. You know, that's just unbelievable, and I'm sure it's – with all that juggling, you can't expect him to be an immediate impact kind of guy, but he's got the athleticism to where if Jeremiah Cordell s- like slips up during the season, it'll be really fun just to see him out there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really intrigued by what we do with Bowman just because of, I mean, of the players where you have, uh, have been designated as an athlete you know, that can really play one or the other uh, you know, sides of the ball – he, I do not know where you fit him, where he fits best. Yeah, obviously, probably more of a need on defense and offense. But the guy, I, I really, truly want to see what we do with him, what creativity we put in there. If they do kind of try to play him on both, I, I don't know the feasibility of that. But um, it'd certainly be more effective than Trajan Bridges trying to play defense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it won't be as fun though. No. To watch. <laughs> no, that was just true. I mean, just peak comedy right there. Uh, Ty, though, uh, Buki, gone. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, he's he's not our problem anymore. He did a lot of good stuff for us. <laughs> well, he, so he, he did. <laughs> you tried to deliver that as gingerly as do, possible. He did do a lot of good stuff for us. I don't want to, you know, continue to not even beat the dead horse or uh, I don't, I don't want to... This is probably not the right term either. I probably don't want to say piss on his grave. Uh, <laughs> I don't want oh to make fun of him. He's gone. Yeah. I wish him. I sincerely wish him the best of luck at, at you know Washington, and and uh, he might be a good addition for for them. Um, so I don't know. We'll, I, we'll see. I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm glad he's gone, but I think it'll help. Honestly, my my main defensive storyline that I want to talk about is. Caleb Kelly coming back for his like seventh season or something. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, truly to is. Get, actually, I think it's his sixth. It's six, uh, yeah. which will be insane. Uh, the amount of Big Twelve championship rings he's going to leave with uh, is pretty crazy. But uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. I think. Oh yeah, Caleb Kelly. Uh, he's one of those guys I kind of keep keep forgetting he's there. Um, because he, you know, has been here for so long. Well, he, yeah, uh, he graduated but, high school in 2015. Yeah, so only I, a year after, after us, it's pretty crazy. No, I, I remember when we when we signed him on uh, uh, signing day. It was like a huge deal because he was a he was a five star guy between us, uh, Notre Dame, and Oregon. And uh, he, yeah, he, he maybe he hasn't gotten to that potential yet. But a lot of well, it's been injuries. It's been injuries. Yeah, yeah he, he's had just a real crap luck with injuries. Um, the you know the that the rise of uh, Curtis Bolton kind of uh, hampered him a little bit in uh, 2018, but you know he's been resilient. He's fought through it all. In, in a, you know, and I have nothing wrong with transfer portal, any of that. I think it's fine. Do what you want. I more freedom to college athletes, but um, it's really, I, I think it is kind of admirable that he's stuck it out and really tried to make it work at uh, OU, and you know hasn't hasn't quit football, hasn't left uh, you know OU and. I think he truly is one of those, uh, just a really admirable student athlete. Uh, so I, I would love and just really hope nothing uh, for the best, but for uh, uh, Caleb Kelly 
I, I think he could be a really big piece here on that defense. To be completely honest with him, if you're looking the football side of things, if he really wanted to make a big splash and try to make a run at the NFL, I know he's going to try, but Oklahoma's not the place for him. And I think it's come down to where he just has done so much here. He has such a good relationship with the coaches. He was, you know, he, he does. And he played like an no, off the field. I'm not laughing role. at that. I don't think he's graduated. No, he I did. think he's in he he's did. in graduate oh, okay. school. Yeah, he's in grad school. He's graduated. Um, so, like, he, you know, I think it's more of just a he's he's a very mature kid, and he's kind of looking oh, yeah, more towards he's, the future. And because he's, like he's 20, not he's twenty five. He's not playing in front of Uguebu and Asamoa. You know, he's going to be a backup. And backup linebackers, you know, they're already hard enough for an OU linebacker other than Kenneth Murray to get drafted. Curtis Bolton didn't get drafted. You know. What makes me think Caleb Kelly is gonna, you know, have a chance to go to the NFL as a backup linebacker on this team? So it's, yeah, it's really interesting because I, I do not see him usurping any of those two because, you know, Ukwebu, we've been tooting his horn for a long time. This guy, this guy is gonna be like the funnest guy on our defense by yeah. far. Yeah, Ukwebu uh, is just really, from what I've heard, made that leap, and he was really firing on, you know, all cylinders last year, and you know, you got guys like. I, where Benito is still playing linebacker, right? I know they've kind of shifted him around. Well, he's a, he's that's he's a more different. of a rush. That rush, I don't consider a linebacker. It is. It's an outside linebacker, but yeah. I'm talking inside linebackers only coached by Odom. Gotcha. You know? And Jamar Kane is considered a defensive line coach, but he pays attention to the rush. Gotcha. Yeah, I because you know when I when I played, rush was always kind of more on we mentally more on the linebacker side. But I, it, you're right. It is probably more of a you know, uh, a D-line position, and I guess that's how it's organized with Kane, um, which is interesting. But um, I don't know. This defense really feels like it's rounding into shape where it really is starting to kind of feel like this is a year it's going to be incredible, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, when I was – everyone knows I'm, I'm really a big a critic on it, but we're starting to see it come together. And, it, you know, it takes time. We weren't going to get it the second we hired someone new and we weren't going to get it, um, you know, in, in a short time frame. it takes time to take something, especially from as bad as it was to something functional. Uh, and I don't think, you know, I, I don't think we're going to be having a defense that, you know, is like the, the greatest of the decade or, or something like well, it's the first season of the decade but right. it might be the greatest of the decade, but we don't. We haven't needed that, you know. We we just need something that isn't a dumpster fire. Yeah, and uh, I, and we I, we obtained that goal last year, and I think uh, you know it's going to be even more, especially if we we get an offense that can stay on the field. That was an issue, um, you know, in in previous years, not last year, but in in previous years where they were scoring too easily and too quickly. Uh, and then we had, you know, obviously some issues last season, uh, at least for an Oklahoma offense in, in terms of time of possession and, and scoring and keeping the ball on the field to give them a rest. So I, I think as the offense improves this season from last season, I think even if you had the very same defense, you would see an improvement uh, in them just getting, you know, a little bit more even on the time of possession. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest difference between – the first year of grunge and the second year, uh, I mean, philosophy, they, they were the same. The difference is they were actually converting those turnovers, those takeaways that were so important because we, 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 that first year of grunge, we'd have him talking about how important turnovers and takeaways are, and we didn't get one until like game five or six. Um, and then you look at, you know, last year, they're, they're getting interceptions like crazy, jumping in front of routes, you know, really making those right decisions. And that's been that's been the difference, and it's only going to get better as you know uh, Grinch gets his guys in there, you know those you know bigger secondary players. Yeah, and, and now that they've had multiple years under that, now now every single off season comes in, you get the new freshman DBs and transfers coming in, and Grinch has the same speech that he gave you last year and the same speech he gave you the year before. Guys like Woody Washington have heard it, and they're like, okay, I'm good, I'm ready to go. I've been here for two years, I, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, he has been hurt, Woody has, so he's been out for a lot of spring, which has given a lot of the youth at defensive back plenty of reps, which honestly is a great thing. It sucks because if you look at it, cornerback is our weakest position on this defense, and you do want everyone healthy. But Jaden Davis has gone out there, been the leader. 
Um, and then Latrell McCutcheon is getting the second, you know, the n- number one reps at the other cornerback. And supposedly he's everything they hoped him to be a six foot one long guy. Prides himself to try to play like a Darrell Revis where you just put, put him on an island and can just take a guy out. Um, he's coming off ACL surgery, but it looks like he's, he's doing really well for a freshman and a guy that could legitimately play in this scheme. He's exactly what Grinch wants. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one guy I'm really curious about, I know you've kind of have your ear to the ground on things, Jameson. Key Lawrence, uh, one of the three uh, Tennessee transfers, pretty highly recruited. Has he kind of shown anything out? Or? Well, yeah, so thank, thank you, Football Brainiacs, for all my knowledge. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not your Key Sooners insider, but... Um, you know, yeah, Key Lawrence is, I, I, I don't know how much, like, I, I think that if people have really, really high expectations for him to be this next level safety that's going to take over Patrick Fields and just change the whole thing, that's not going to be him. But he's going to go out there and, <clears throat> and show some, like, some things here and there. Patrick Fields has also been out for spring and is going to be out for the remainder of spring. So, yeah, Key Fields is, uh, I mean, uh, Key Fields. Oh, Key, God, Key Lawrence. Key Lawrence. Oh, Key Fields. We, we don't want that. them together. <laughs> uh, yeah, Key Lawrence, you know, he's been taking those reps and hopefully do well. Another guy, his body type is exactly what you want. Um, but not getting, like, the rave reviews like, you know, Latrell has. Um, he's still doing well, positive, but people are, like, kind of, like, you know, gaga over Latrell just because of how long he is and how he can just take you and put you on an island. Yeah, and, and that, that length is just incredible and know um as we've seen with uh how how great um i'm blinking so hard right now uh parnell motley was kind of at the end of his run you know the ability to take your best receiver and just stick him out there and you know there's nothing you can do it's so key and uh, no pun intended uh, but um yeah I, I don't even know if we really need to break down how great the d-line is looking right now uh carry on winfrey of course just truly one of the better um you know, D lineman we've had at, at OU in some time, uh, obviously, in the same breath as Ronnie Perkins, who was just remarkable. Um, but yeah, D line. What, what are you thinking about that, Ty? Yeah, I, I think just um, I was just skimming through some of the the other teams in the Big Twelve. I, it, having a a lesser run threat, I think, across the uh, conference this year is is going to help. Uh, and then being able to to have a D line that can sort of hold its own um, in, in a situations where we're not having to dedicate, you know, linebackers to things that we know they're going to fail. Um, so I think it, it really starts at, at D-line, in, in my opinion. You know, win that battle in the trenches, it's not a, not a hot take or an original take at all. But uh, that is, is very, very important, I think, to, to any defensive scheme and especially the one that we're trying to, to pull off. And yeah. it's going to be it's going to be really important, I think, when we start to look at games outside of the Big Twelve and, and you know the postseason and and how we're going to be able to match up against other teams that might not be you know Big Twelve offenses. It's going to be really really important. Yeah, I mean across the board, running backs are down for sure, but you know you still have to worry about. Um, well, you, you never have, know. Yeah. People yeah, always yeah. appear. You still have to worry about uh, Bijan Robinson at Texas is, is one that comes to mind. Um, Brees Hall, Brees Iowa, Hall State, Iowa State, Deuce Vaughn at K uh, State. You know we've got really good running backs in this conference. It's it's sneaky good. Like you kind of have to if you really think about it a little bit. And, you know Vaughn. You know I wouldn't put him. If, you, if, if you look at like his PFF numbers and like his statistics for what he did as a f- true freshman. Yeah. You know like he's up there in like a lot of statistical conversations. And he doesn't get that much because he's what he's five five running back for K State, a team that's not that good. But he put up some numbers last year, and he could be a guy that come out. I know we don't have Puka anymore, Ty, in of this course, conference, yeah, yeah, yeah. which might take a. Hit. Well, no, I was I was looking at like the I was looking at like the quarterback run threat. Oh, you know that's yeah, that that's sense. when you get a situation where you know just the quarterback in the backfield. That's where you get the situation where the D-line is going to be on an island by themselves if that turns into a run play. Where you have to make the yeah, so that's, right that's there. I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I, I, gotcha. I know that you know a lot of... I'm, I've never been big. Puka gets like a 90 <laughs> yards against OU. <laughs> and he gets super hype all year. And then when he plays like OU or Texas or just any team with like a pulse, he puts up garbage numbers. It, but he's just their only talking point. That's why he got hyped. 
it, it's literally the meme with the big sheeb and the like kind of sad small sheeb, you know, Puka versus OU versus Puka against everyone else. It's ugh. yeah. Anyways, so that's probably enough for the defense. Um, let's talk about the offense, guys. Uh, obviously, Spencer Rattler returning uh, as quarterback. Um, got Caleb Williams, presumably the backup. Um, I, I would think you only want your kind of best best guys back there. Um, I, obviously, not a quarterback race there, but um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. No, I don't. It's I don't, a quarterback race. It's a quarterback it's neck and neck until August every time. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I think it should be probably a pretty okay quarterback room. I, the Spencer Rattler quotes have seemed a little weird to me recently. I, I don't know. Um, I, I I I'm interested to see how Spencer is going to manage this locker room, though, uh, as 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 a bit of a leader. Um, you know, he obviously had his issues last year against Texas, resolved them, and was and finished out great. But um, do you think another year wiser, more maturity is going to really help Rattler in uh, next year? I sure hope. I mean, this is supposed to be the year that is a guaranteed Heisman under Lincoln. This is what he promises, you know, the new recruits coming in. We, like, we don't recruit a quarterback prospect every, every other year because we know you're going to come in as a redshirt freshman get your legs under you, then as a redshirt sophomore, you're going to go win the Heisman and go to the NFL right after. Mm-hmm. So you, you better hope because that's that's what Lincoln, I'm, I know he's been um, telling that to you know Malachi Nelson, the new 2023 offer out of California, the number two player in the nation. You know He's been trying to tell him that. He better show up. And I, I worry because, you know, I, I really, really hope that this wide receiving cast, you know, the, the new Trajan is, it hurts, is going to show up and be better than they were last year. Because that our wide receiver room, there, there's no excuse, no matter how good he was, that a true freshman should be your best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean we, we were high on Mims before, but uh, like Ty said, you know they, we've had such the situation was rough, and I know it's different, but this is the year Hazelwood has to step up, be that guy. Uh, obviously can't dog on, um, you know, Charleston Rambo because he's gone, went to Miami. <laughs> uh, but that was a guy who really needed to step up. And we have guys who really need to step up. We can't have another year where these young guys have to be the main, you know, main, main receivers out there. So, uh, you know, I, I, that being said, I am hoping for good performances from uh, Mario Williams, you know, maybe Billy Bowman if he ends up, uh, you know, being wide out or not, but um, it's Mario. Mario's got to be the guy. The yeah. reports is he's he's fast. He's not like Marquise Brown burner fast, but he's just quick. As soon as it comes off, like if you crowd him at the line, he completely breaks your ankles and he has you on a slant. He's guaranteed short route kind of guy. Just you cannot hold him. You know he's not. He could still take you on a go route and catch a deep ball, but it seems like his quickness and his footwork just takes out corners every single day. Yeah. And especially the second, this with our first unit being hurt a lot right now in spring ball. So the third unit is now the second unit. He's just been working on them, and they're astounded to the point where it's like, could Mario be number two next to Mims? You know, it is a strong thing because if Teo Weiss, I see, here I am, Thunder Teo. season, <laughs> Thunder season, Teo Maladon, Theo, if Theo Weiss, last name pot. <laughs> If, the, if Theo Weiss doesn't do something, you know, he he was not, you know, a kind of guy last year that I just said, wow, look at that. It wasn't that Baylor play where, you know, he made the spin moves, and that was a wow play. There's only a couple of those out of how much volume he had last year. And Jaden Hazelwood, we don't know how he's going to respond off ACL. Some people come back ACL, do just fine, um, but not everyone's Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Uh, yeah, I, I think I – think for, for the offense, the, the biggest key, even if you were to look at just Rattler, I think the biggest key is Mims being a sophomore. I, I think he, Rattler could have been a lot better statistically, just with a better uh, receiver room last year. And, and I think more experience um, on, on the receiver side is is going to be key. I, I don't have high hopes for, for Hazelwood. Um, you know, regardless of, of anything else. And, you know, I was a, a pretty big critic of, of Rambo and just his sort of one or two plays worth of effort a game, which is going to be perfect in Miami. <laughs> of course, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if we just get one consistent guy that gets a lot of hype uh, and that can perform against the best, you know, secondaries in the game, and then you just get a couple other dudes that are, are good and a solid threat, um, that just give those you know one or two options. 
uh, that are consistent. And I think consistency in the receiver room is really going to help, um, you know, Rattler. And, and I think everything else is, is just going to fall in, into place. So Yeah. And that, that's what it is. And it, it's consistency. Yeah. And I will yeah. say for, for Rattler, that whole um, the Heisman thing, like Jameson was talking about, that I think is very important, more important for OU than it is for anyone else. Because, like, quarterbacks especially, we're recruiting them and saying, you come to OU as a, you know, five-star quarterback, it's not you'll be in the running for the Heisman, it's not you, you'll have a good shot, it's, you know, whether it's explicitly stated or not, the understanding is, you come in as a good quarterback to OU, you will win the Heisman. And if Rattler doesn't, um, you know, barring, like, extenuating circumstances like an injury, there's great potential for a lot of hype around recruiting especially to start to come in because then you're going to start to see those oh Riley only did it with transfer quarterbacks storyline coming back so, yeah, which is uh, which it's is so huge it, and it, it can eat at those you know young kids um, especially and it, you know Rattler if he never played another snap of college football ever would still be an amazing amazing quarterback but it's just that that sort of the optics of it and, and the prestige of it does matter, I think, for OU and for our future recruiting uh, way more than it matters. You know, Heisman doesn't affect the team's success in, in the season. Yes. Uh, there's been plenty of, of great players that have been snubbed uh, for the Heisman. So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that, that for the future of the program. It's just the name of the game for college football at this level. If you want to be competing for national championships, competing for the playoffs, you have to maintain success at an incredibly high level. And if you're like OU, who is who has not won a playoff game, as everyone uh, as everyone knows, um, and every time they get on that stage isn't quite there with the Bamas and Clemsons of the world, you have to have something else to mark your territory. And for OU, that's winning a bunch of Heismans. I'm not sure if that's like the most sustainable thing in the world. But that's our bread and butter. I, you know, that's that's what we do. Literally on, for apparently for our uh, June, you know, champion barbecue, we're gonna have the Baker Mayfield Kyler uh, statue. It, all signs point to that. Um, when I think, I think it almost becomes. It's starting to become a better thing. I think when we have sort of increased player agency with you know talks of of uh, them being able to profit on on certain things potentially and. And just the way that the transfer portal is now where there's just such freedom uh, that we have not seen before in college football for them to move around to where they fit and stuff. I think those individual awards, and if you have consistency in getting those, uh, or just sending people to the ceremonies. You know, we're, we're pretty consistent with sending uh, receivers, uh, you know, to, to the Heisman ceremony even or, or other awards ceremonies. Yeah. And, and that's a really big thing. And I think that when you have that increased player agency um, – you know, everyone is inherently selfish and, you know, no one's making a career out of college football. It's about going to the next level. And, you know, I, it's not a cope for not winning national championships. I would rather have those than Heisman's. But I think that individual awards are probably more important to recruitment of individual stars than national championships are. Yeah, and obviously you want national championships over. Well, it's all over that's that. the yeah, goal. Yeah, 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 in the end, that, that, that's but, the goal for your organization. But for recruits, it's their own success and mm-hmm. going on to that next level. Um, and I think I think that's something OU's done really well. Um, but I think I, at, at some point you're gonna we. I'll, let me put it this way: we need a national. We need at least, at the very least, bare minimum, a playoff win this year. I think th- this is the best collection of talent we've had and we don't want to be the team that just gets there wins a bunch of tro- like individual award trophies and then can't pull it together because you have to have both you have to have the ability to send guys to the league you have to have ability the ability to win big games when it matters to be seriously contending for championships and uh, I-, I think OU is at the verge of a, a place where nationally maybe people don't believe that's possible, and if it doesn't really truly happen this year, I, and, I don't yeah, know. It's how not. To feel about it's that. not the verge. People yeah. believe that. I yeah. straight yeah. up. That's yeah. true. That's true. If you read comments on anything, we've heard about the Big Twelve forever, and now they're finally realizing that 
and Big 12 isn't just a all offense, no defense because they watched the SEC do that last year. The, 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 like, the, the motto is everyone can't beat an Alabama-Clemson, and if you're OU, you're just going to disappoint every single year. You see it in the comments of everywhere. And this is why this year is by far the best chance, and it is needed. And if we don't this year, it is going to be very, very bad just for your view overall. Because if you look at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, gone. Bringing in a redshirt um, you know, freshman or true sophomore, I don't even know, quarterback. Mac Jones gone from Alabama. I understand Alabama isn't the like you know it's not just a quarterback lead, but whenever you lose a quarterback, it hurts. Bryce Young in same age as DJ Uyagale, like you know. And then next up, you look at the teams after that. Ohio State, Justin Fields gone. Like we have Spencer Rattler back. There is no excuse for the way how many returners we have and how solid our team is all the way around. Not win a playoff game this year, and if we don't, this is very very serious. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think I, it, you do have to acknowledge. Um, I know it hasn't been just these two, but it, Clemson and Alabama have been on unprecedented runs, you know. But both of those teams, the the consistency that they've had in the past few years, they, like the the playoff came around at the worst time uh, because basically the entire time that we've had a playoff, we haven't really needed it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the the old BCS system would have hurt us whatsoever in, in determining the, the actual best team since we've had a playoff. Um, Ironically, it probably w- would have helped the situation if we had the BCS. It would have been though. a better system, yes. because, honestly. Well, because, like, think about it. Think about the years where Alabama wins a championship. It usually – there usually aren't one or two sometimes. Uh, yeah. The year they won with, um, um, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts when he was there and then got the boot because of Tua, they were the four seed. They 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 had no chance of getting in the top two if it was BCS. So, it yes, it has given OU opportunities to be there, but also it's provided Alabama an easier way, like way in. That's why I'm personally they can just fight their way I'm back. personally anti expanding the playoff just because right now there's that massive gap, and like we're talking about OU is is sort of on a there's tiers to, to college football in the past few years and. You know, Bama and Clemson have been consistently up there at the top, and then you've had OU, and then you know teams like like Georgia a couple years, and and the Ohio States and everything else that are right on that cusp, but that are also leaps and bounds beyond everyone else. You know, I know we haven't been going on different, we we drop games here and there, but just consistently there has been a a distinct sort of tier level, and and we're right on the cusp of breaking into that top tier. Um, which is, you know, massive. And, and that's, you know, that's the end goal. And that's what we're talking about, yeah. about here. So. I, I, will, I will say it, it just seems to fit this year with uh, how difficult other teams' schedules are, which could backfire if, you know, they do well. Uh, Alabama does, I guess, play Miami. Uh, they, have to, they have to go at Texas A&M. Uh, Clemson plays Georgia to start the season. So there, there are some tough games in there. I, but, again, I, I don't think those – matter as much because usually they don't even get marked off as a loss if, if no they're still loss. making it's, the playoffs you, you either way yeah, yeah. yeah. as yeah. long as you keep it close which i that that is one thing i like about the playoff system is especially with the early season games uh you're rewarded just for you know having the balls to do it yeah or, or to try as long as you keep it close but you know, it's, if you it's, get blown out it'll stay in the yeah, if Ole Miss beats Alabama, as long also losing to Miami, well, you, that, there you go, they're yeah, out. They're, they're, so yeah. they're, they get one freebie every single year, and you know playing that hard team at the beginning of the year, losing that team, and then winning out, you're fine because it was a really good team. They get one freebie, they're fine. It, mm-hmm. it, so honestly, now thinking about it over is you know playing hard teams at the beginning, it's great because that you know it's it's that two hit hypothesis. They you know need one hit to take them out, I mean, get them down, and then two hits to take them out. Well, look what it did for OU in 2017 when we lost, when we beat Ohio State, uh, lost to Iowa State. You know we were we were perfectly set because that Ohio State win carried so much weight, and, and that team uh, yeah. very much deserved to be in in the playoffs, and you know a few minor things we could have been in the national champion. Like that was that's the best team we've had. I will say, talking about schedules, this is one of our t- uh, easier ones in quite a while. Uh, at Tulane, uh, Western Carolina, and Nebraska is just which, not phenomenal. Which is great, I think, because we have the hype coming into the season. 
It's not it, – it, other seasons we've needed those games to prove ourselves. We're coming in with hype and expectations, which maybe isn't a great thing, but it's a good thing in terms of accounting for that you know, weaker schedule because if we sweep through it with the hype, we should be good. Yeah, and I mean, just imagine poor Spencer Rattler having to debut at uh, Yulman Stadium in, in New Orleans. Like that, of course, yeah – Tulane, not exactly a bunch of world beaters, but if, if that was the case, yeah, that would have been a little frustrating because of how we've seen him, how we saw him play initially. But, you know, he sees it. He knows what he's doing. He's going to come out firing. I, I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I, again, just not a necessarily tough, tough uh, schedule at all. I, I don't think Baylor's that good, obviously. Uh, Oklahoma State is uh, going to have a bit of a down year. That, that's it. Well, uh, actually, Iowa, State. uh, Iowa State's Iowa State's at home. Uh, that's going to be a tough one, and then obviously Kansas State on the road right before Texas because uh, apparently the universe hates us. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see us slipping to Kansas yeah, State. But start, I feel like I've said that. We'll start, find. We'll find. We're going to start the shit talking uh, now. I'm not worried about Iowa State. I'm not. Yeah, I, I feel like they had their shot, and they. I don't know. They're, they're, everyone's coming back, so maybe they could. Be Would, good. Do, do, I think you like quote tweeted this, Bobby, on Twitter. Like the best FPI scenarios of teams to make the uh, college football playoffs, and Iowa State was in two of them out of Crazy. the top four. Like, are you kidding me? The FBI is drunk right well, now. Though. Well, okay, then this is part of that. Number eight. Part of that. Part of that is the strength of schedule is helping them because us being so good makes their strength of schedule way more than ours. So in a hypothetical where they win out. It's accounting for us being a, like a top four win. Yeah. Whereas if we went out, it's accounting for them being like maybe a top fifteen win. Yes. It, I'll also say this: um, this is such an important year for OU to win out. I think because uh, one of the semifinals, Dallas, uh, would be huge. Not having to go to Miami and face Clemson, or you know, um, have everyone have to go to Pasadena or something. I would love which so isn't much the case, for but OU to. If we could get, get the a one, win in yeah. the playoffs in Dallas, yeah, oh, it would be it would be crazy. If like, we get the get the one and play a Michigan State esque playoff team, yeah. you know, that would be so great just for our confidence. We like need that, yeah, because it, it, it's so needed. We need we desperately this oh fan base desperately needs a playoff. I'm just thinking win. about a packed Jerry World, just overwhelmingly OU fans. That that whole day of tailgating would just be incredible. It's always it's already fun enough for the Big Twelve. Honestly, the Big 12 championship can be some of the biggest, wildest, uh, other than Texas. One of the wildest well, we're days of the year. We're going to go off on a massive tangent here. Yeah, no, no we are. We are. We, this, this is how we, how we roll sometimes. But I don't know. I, I think that's so key for OU to try to get uh, that number one or number two seed where they uh, get the pseudo home game. Um, anyways, we're kind of trying to talk about the offense, I guess. Um, so recently... We found out uh, just how bad um, the I, I'm blanking. So Austin bad. Austin's, I I'm said Austin Reeves. I'm like <laughs> it's not Austin Reeves. Austin Stogner's um, injury was uh, getting strep in his leg, basically. Yeah. But, uh, you how how do you recover from something like that, Jameson? It's it's crazy. So essentially, he just got strep throat. I After got, get, I got get, a leg coach. It's really it's crazy to think. So he hit he got hit really hard in the leg. So he got bruised in his muscle and it made that muscle susceptible um, you know, just to whatever comes along. So, you know, like whenever you're bruised and it's there there you go. That's the first place a bacteria is gonna go. He got strep throat aside something from this, and then it went through his blood to his muscle. And anytime bacteria goes through your blood, it can cause a thing called sepsis you see it watching the thunder games oh no it's sepsis and like it's the guy in the little stretcher (laughs) and it's like your blood pressure extremely drops like down to like you know like 80 over 40 and your organs can start to fail after all of that that's what the bacteria in the blood can do and if that bacteria colonizes that muscle too much it can go down to the bone and pretty much eat away at your bone called osteomyelitis oh my god and so like this is like you know, pretty serious thing, and that's why he was saying, like, I'm scared I'm going to die. I just watched the Alex Smith 
documentary. Like it's you know it's, this is a bad thing, and he is not one hundred percent coming back from this. Everything you read about him is he's still feeling like he's ninety ninety five. Like he can't get over this because he lost thirty pounds from this. Um, you know he's his muscle was wasted away by bacteria. You have to go back in and reaccumulate all of that muscle mass from then. This this is a huge injury. On this, like the same talking point of like ruptured Achilles of recoveries, you know, like this is a big deal. It's not the timeline, you know, of it. He came back a lot faster, but the recovery of getting all of your muscles back from then is is a big deal and deadly at the same time. So Stogner was Rattler's safety blanket, and I really hope he can get back to one hundred percent. But if he's not, that is not a good sign because Rattler needs to find another safety blanket. Yeah, and I mean, we have a couple, you know, H-back large type of guys who could kind of slip into that tight end role maybe, but no no one quite on the team. And Braden Willis can't stay healthy. He's yeah. been out too, like, in this offseason. I feel like last year he barely even played too. We didn't get to see as much as we wanted him. We, you know, we have all these high aspirations for Braden Willis and his athleticism, how much muscle he put on from being some small skinny wide receiver coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see I'm just got to hope Stogner can click it into gear, but it's I, I'm I'm nervous about it. Yeah. Uh, so so obviously you you can regain you know lost muscle tissue. Does uh-huh. that do those infections can they also eat at other tissues that you know can't be regained? Yeah. Those, like joints, bones. Well, stuff like yeah. That. I, I know that joints are not a, a tissue, but so joints of things in there. So yeah. joints you cannot recover. So the cartilage in your joint, so say like you hear people would tear their meniscus, mm-hmm. you know, you either have to go in and take out that meniscus out that's hurt or surgically put it back together. Bones can regrow. So yeah. well know, so but yeah. can those in- infections, you know, eat at those the yeah. same way they do muscles. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that's potentially you know nothing's gonna be done that can recover that, you yeah. know, with you know science where it is now. And so. we don't we don't know how yeah. much um, you know it, his muscles impacted it probably just atrophied it it just it died off a little bit it's the same thing what happens with 600 pound life guy sitting in his bed eating kfc chicken tenders all day and he doesn't use any of his muscles therefore they break down over time and he's not he's not used anymore this these were just like another form of atrophy of muscle um you're just gonna have to he's got to start back from square one and work at it hard there, there's it's physical therapy and just going back and regaining where you were originally it is a double timeline when it comes down to it like i said you tear your achilles um you're off your achilles that whole time and off your feet so all of your calf muscles and all of your upper leg muscles deteriorate because you've been babying your left leg if you tore your left achilles so that's where all that physical therapy comes in that you try to get everything else stronger around it therefore you can be good with this it's a completely different thing it is that muscle itself is hurt therefore how am i going to regain that and people's bodies react differently and hopefully you know he's a big guy and was able to put on weight that he can get it going but like i said he's not 100 percent right now so i'm just I, I really need to see him in person yeah we, we are definitely hoping for a uh, fast recovery he, he is very very important there uh, absolutely key for uh spencer rattler and riley going forward uh next up uh, i guess we have the line to talk about which we have no idea what's going on there uh it seems like we're shuffling a lot uh obviously losing creed humphrey was uh, massive, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm it, D or O line is such a hard thing to get a preview for in, in spring, mainly because kind of going uh, half speed due to obvious reasons of not being a real football game. So I, I'm interested to see you know some of the you know mixes they uh, you know beating both throws out there. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna put everyone at every different position in the off season because he wants to make sure. He, he has an absolute solid best five guys on the field. He doesn't care who you are, um, what position you want to play. You know, we're gonna put the best five guys out there, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. This that's the biggest question mark of who are gonna be at our tackles um, guards. You would think Tyrese Robinson, uh, Mister Penalty himself, and Marquise Hayes <laughs> would step in, um, have those guards. But you know, Tyrese Robinson's also been pumping out to tackle like he's done in the past, and you know, you never know there because we have. You would think Wanya Morris has one tackle um, solidified now that he's back in practice, got all of his paperwork in. Um, but, you know, we love Anton Harrison, and he, but the problem is he got Plato um, Swenson over him the whole year. So 
he was great statistically, but maybe there's something we don't know. Swinson's back, so who knows if Swinson And Tom plays. Harrison also has a really bad uh, take on steak, though. So he, he says it should be well done or nothing. Be careful. So. We're at Bobby's house right now, and his fiance might hear that, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she, she's gone, gone to, like, uh, medium, at least. She's... She's, she's gone from uh, uh, well done to medium. I, so I, I feel like I've done my, more. My take is very much on the, the quality of the meat. You know? I'm well, not yeah. getting anything. If I, for some reason I'm eating a steak at Chili's, I don't know what's going on in this hypothetical. <laughs> it's possible. You're at I'm going gonna, gonna to order it well done. Because it's Chili's meat. Just to be true. Yeah, yeah, or if it's like, like one knows? of those. Like, and I don't know who's back there. Like, if I'm at like Cattleman's or, or you know Ruth Chris or something, then yeah, like I'm not going to order uh, you know, five hundred or five hundred degree plate. Well no. done. No, yeah, no, no, but no. It's, it is. It's definitely not. The you're, right. you're not going to go to Applebee's and request Pittsburgh blue. You know, like you just yeah. burn it on the outsides and leave it in the middle. No, Fire no. Lincoln what, Riley. What I was going to say. What I was going <laughs> to say is, uh, yeah, it, with I think the spring game is actually a really good opportunity to to gauge the line. Um, because the way that our lines are going to be successful and, and our biggest shortfall last season was sort of just discipline and awareness. And obviously there's, you know, it's not a good estimate of, of you know, just blocking ability. But I think if we watch the spring game and see just absolute perfection in terms of knowing jobs, knowing where to go, just no mistakes, uh, because you, you shouldn't be making mistakes. In, in the spring game as, as the line. You know, everyone's going the right way. No one's missing a step. No one's, you know, jumping or, or anything else. I think that's going to be really key. If, if we see some of that stuff, granted it is a spring game, but I think that, that could be alarming because just having a disciplined line, you know, those little five-yard penalties can absolutely kill a drive. Um, and, and that's going to be something that is going to be really key, I think. And so that that is something that you can look for uh, with that O-line and, and see, you know, throw a lot of really complicated sets and, and plays in terms of the linemen at them. And if they can knock those out in the spring game uh, without hesitation, you know, at least you know your assignment. And then from there, you know, we're not going to see the actual blocking abilities, but that, that could be a really big indicator as well. Yeah, it's it, it's all going to be really interesting to see. With uh, I, I, did, I personally am on the spring game good train. I enjoy it. Um, I'm excited for it. Do we have a concert this year? Not that I know of. Unless there's like a surprise, you know, like Lee Bryce, you know, he comes in out of nowhere. Or, I, I don't know. It's not a big recruiting. Okay, what am I talking about? Lee Bryce isn't used for recruiting. No. <laughs> I, I, I would Wait, figure it's... Big brain move. What if, what if we made a deal with, with Gary Patterson that if he came and performed at the spring game, we'd release Chandler Morris? We already, what we if, already released Chandler. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. What if what if Gary's going to make a surprise concert? I think there'd be about ten people in the crowd that'd be excited. <laughs> I think they'd just be confused. All the me. old gooners would be like, "Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him on the radio. Yeah. Who is Gary Patterson? There's no way Gary Patterson has a good stage presence. It has to just look really weird. I I I, I don't know what that would be like. But yeah. either way, I I like that it's you know four o'clock. Thank God we've moved away from the 11 a.m. kickoffs for or the early. Spring, so the spring game. <laughs> Sorry, Fox Sports. We gotta, we gotta put you into our. We gotta put you into our prime time slot here in spring. Valley Sports <laughs> Oklahoma wants to put us at 11 a.m. Yeah. Oh no, that that is Valley. It's, it's going to be Valley's. Yeah, Valley's going to be this. Oh man, Valley's got a good chance to just renew what they've done so far. You know, everyone who's like Thunder fans. You know, people are not the biggest fans of Valley just because of change. If Valley comes out and throws away that 11 o'clock games for, like, a lot this year, they could get some really, you know, some good fans on their side. I, I guess. I mean, if you can actually watch Valley sports, you know, screw you, uh, Cox true. people. Uh, even though I just lost our Cox sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> me and more. <laughs> uh, oh, rats! <laughs> no! I want this to Cox Digi is the guy at our next live pod. Oh, yes. <laughs> if we had the Digi with him, I think Ty would, would quit the show if, if yeah. Digi was here. Um, but anyways, I, I, I don't know. I'm pumped. You know, it's, it's, I don't think we're going to get any huge major re- uh, revelations. Just kind of will be fun to see. I, I'm excited to see some of these, uh, these freshmen out here. Uh, Mario Williams definitely up there for me. I want to see what they are uh, doing with Billy Bowman experimental-wise. Where, where the, it, 
you know, he'll, probably just, he'll probably just stay on the defense for now. Probably, you know, you yeah. don't want to, like I said, he already has way too much on his plate. I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to throw out two, two different playbooks. You yeah. never know with the yeah. spring game, though. We might do some some sneaky stuff just to throw people off. You know how Lincoln is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, would, I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got you. The white team's done. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I, who, who knows? Maybe, I, I guess maybe uh, – um, <laughs> I don't even know how, how that works. Like, we don't know how this system's going to work. It, we, Lincoln hasn't come out with it. Um, I, I, it's always a weird scoring system, I feel like. But I don't know. I'm just honestly excited just to be back on campus at OU, you know, back in the stadium. Still 25%, so like, that's whatever. But um, It's a spring game, though, so it's not like it's... Yeah, it's a spring game. It saves us because Lincoln did that really embarrassing thing one year where he's like, I want this sold out for the spring game, and then it was... At 25%, because that's, like, just the amount of people that come to the spring game. The weather was crap that yeah. year. Yeah, that, that was the year it was going to be, uh... He really fully committed to us selling out the spring game, though. It was the Honky Tonks Madonkadonk guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> or was it, uh... I don't know. I don't know. We, we uh, had that Trace one. Trace Atkins? Trace Atkins, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not as well-versed in that. I'm, but, I don't know. I, I'm excited for it. Um, we've got a lot, long way to go uh, before... Before uh, season starts, but uh, we actually finally have some content now to talk about, so that's fun. But um, guys, I think that's about it. We we kind of covered a lot. Yeah, Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray, you know, with the running back. Oh yeah, there's running not, backs. There's not much to talk. There's not much to talk about there. To be completely honest, yeah, because they're going to be on two separate teams. It would be great to see if they're on the same team, um, but if they're going to be on separate teams, they're both going to look good. Um, yeah. You know, sorry, Marcus Major is you know he's going to just do his thing, but he but he's number three. Um, but you know. Air Gray, supposedly rave reviews, uh, but I, I don't see any shape or form if, that they What if on the for TV. the spring game with running backs, we just did like a modified like Oklahoma drill where just, they're just each the ball Band. carrier and they have to try to run one another over I love to it. determine who's, who's going to win? That seems, that seems uh, not at all dangerous. And, uh, That's how all, all position debates, like quarterbacks, if there's a quarterback race... They should just be standing there like 25 meters apart, just throwing balls into each other until one of them caves or gets broken. And that's how you determine who your starting quarterback is going to be. Oh my gosh. Or just have like a, just have some walk-ons have to catch the balls and then you, you just, whichever breaks their walk-on first, like. Uh, no, no. They go against just each other. You just yeah. like try to Because then each it's other like, the are you good enough to play defensive where you're like shooting down the balls coming at you? Yeah. Oh, or I see are you just going to fully commit to just. Targeting like on on the off because you know it's not one foot, one hit with a football is not going to take someone out you know because they're going to have helmets on yeah of course because you don't want to like blind them but you know you got to consistently be hitting the same spot to wear them down and, and get you know a TKO to the kidney yeah. or something best way to give just make it where running backs only have one in our room we have no depth I think this is a great idea I like it just one running back <laughs> one true champion Marcus Nate. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how he survives that's what it. Everyone faces everyone else on the team, and then there's also a playoff, and you get one true champion. Exactly. Uh, unless, you know, they tied, and then there are two true champions. That are, well, one true champion, but there are two of them. Shout out TCU and Baylor. But, yeah, no, the running back room is interesting. I, I, I want to see Gray out there. That'll be fun. But, um, in general, I, I've, I've kind of heard Brooks's. Uh, taking a little bit of time to get back into football shape, kind of get into into the groove, but I'm not too worried about it. It's still really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot of reps because he doesn't need a lot of reps. Nah. You know, all of that's there. He just needs to just. Well, we don't necessarily need a star either. You know, we just get a a couple decent guys and just a good rotation. You know, a bunch of guys that are consistently fresh. Um, you know, tend to be just as good as as one big star. So yeah, the, the 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 bell cow running back is kind of a thing of the past in across all football, um, which is, you know, I think that's probably for the best we've seen how short running back careers can be. So offloading some of that is is definitely the best strategy for sure. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Um, Jameson, how do you feel about Mikey Henderson? You know, um, playing a running back will be interesting to see. Uh, you know if. McGowan's going to be out for a little bit. It'll be interesting to get more reps there. Uh, I still like him as a you know a Swiss Army knife for now. Uh, I think he'll still get those kind of plays where he'll come out in a two running back situation, and then you get him on a little out route. 
Uh, I think that's where you're going to see the most out of there. He's going to get a couple carries, but don't expect him to be this groundbreaking, you know, running back. He's just it, we have so many guys at the you know the halfback position that this guy is so skilled that we need to find other ways to get him the ball. And that's all it is. That's what. That's why he's a running back. It's not like he's the running back of the future. We just need to get him the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we actually did cover every every position this time, uh, other than the kicker, who is going to be fine. So I think we're set. Um, Ty, anything you want to say before we uh, head out of here and uh, call it good until no, next week? I think we've definitely hit everything you know that we can before the spring game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, um, Jameson, loved your uh, medical analysis today. Uh, tell the good people where they can find more of that if that's their type of thing. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't do I don't do college stuff on there, but I, I work uh, with a team called the Fantasy Doctors, and uh, if you like knowing what happens to athletes as they get hurt and know what's going on in their future if you play fantasy basketball, fantasy football, and you don't want to wait until the reports came out tomorrow about the MRIs. We have a group of orthopedic surgeons all trained to look at this stuff and figure out what's going on before it actually happens. So yeah, Fantasy Doctors on Twitter and YouTube and get all that information. You'll see me every week doing an NBA podcast there. Check it out. It's good stuff. And uh, if you're a big fan of the Thunder, check us out. Boomtown Hoops do some good stuff on there as well. Well... That is the uh, end of our return pod. Uh, Thank you all so much for joining us. It was always a good time. And uh, we look to do more of these as the summer progresses. Uh, Got a lot of stuff going. You know, Champion Barbecue. uh, You know, Kyler Baker statues should should be fun. And um, we'll do that live. Yeah. I think that's like the 17th through the 20th weekend of June. Something like that. Uh, Somewhere around there. I don't know if the 17th is correct, but 18, 19, 20, I think is the weekend. Um, but there's going to be so many recruits there. And right now we could do a recruiting corner, but it's not, it's going to be just irrelevant because I don't think we're going to get any commits until then. That weekend is going to be huge. So many people. So stay tuned. We are going to do a special on that. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll do some more creative stuff as well. We've been uh, tossing ideas around, but uh, been a bit been a bit busy. So we'll uh, make sure to get more content out, more creative stuff, uh, hopefully as this uh, the tank ends for the Thunder. So anyways... Ty, Jameson, thank you all so much for coming down here and uh, talking. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. We'll see you next time. Boomer Sooner.